I'm Umair Khan and this is the Discover New Perspectives podcast where I share tips on living life with a new perspective in the business, lifestyle and spirituality domain and the latest talk in town for the week. So stick around for the tips and tricks that will help you discover new perspectives to living life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Discover New Perspectives podcast. Well, I hope you're doing well. It's a Thursday evening and here I am once again with you with some new thoughts, some new learnings and hopefully helping you discover some new perspectives to living. Well, uh, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, If you have not read the blog post for this week, uh, go ahead uh, to iumerkhan.com backslash blog where every Tuesday evening I write a blog post uh, on different ideas, whether it's lifestyle, business, spirituality. And this week's blog has been on a business topic, uh, how businesses can avoid complexities and attain simplicity. It's going to be a series in itself. There are going to be a couple of blog posts coming out over the next few weeks so i'm trying to keep the blog post short and sweet uh, and hopefully they're informative and fun for you so do uh, give yourself some time to read on what i have shared on the blog well guys anyway for the podcast today um, when i was actually doing my research a lot of topics were running through in my mind uh, things that i wanted to speak about And there has been a topic that I have been pretty interested in, and it's all about love. Well, uh, you know, the first three uh, episodes that I have done so far, uh, they've been relatively a little more serious, maybe some may say heavier topics. But today itself, I decided, you know what, I'm going to speak about something different. Uh, it's going to be on love. A lot of times, if, if those people that know me personally, to them it might be something different, you know, Umer speaking on love because uh, love requires a lot of emotions. Uh, and I, I always say I'm logical. Uh, I guess that is there 100% emotions within us somewhere. And... I wanted to share my perspective on that. Actually, uh, for this topic itself, um, I did some readings. I'm going to share some experiences. And you know what? Let's try to answer the question, what is love? And you know, it all begins when we are children, whether it's the fairy tale storybooks we have read, the medias, or our older relatives all teach us the same thing. That love has the power to change our lives for the better. But love seems to be lacking in our current world. A lot of people feel cynical about it. And as a culture, our focus is more on power and materialism. Uh, But you know what? This hasn't stopped many of us from continuing to look for love, even if we do so hopelessly. Uh, But... The problem isn't that love is hard to find. It's that we don't really know what 
is in the first place. So hopefully, you know, in this podcast, um, together, we'll be able to discover the flaws, not just in our ideas of what love is, but also what we expect to gain from it and how we look for it. So the the aim is, you know, uh, to help you gain the knowledge to rebuild your understanding of love and transform your approach to it going forward uh, from, you know, family bonds to the relationships you have with yourself and others. So, you know what, guys? Stay tuned as we will dive deeper into today's topic, answering the question, what is love? Alright guys, so let's get started with today's topic. And you know, the first thing that I would like to put it across to you is that we need to change our definition of love. You know, this is a topic uh, that we are all familiar with, one that can be found in the movies we watch, the books we read, and the songs we sing along to. So, if you are guessing love, then you're spot on. But despite being surrounded by images of it and ideas about love, a lot of us have a flawed understanding of what it is exactly. This makes finding love in our own lives a lot harder. And we tend to think of love as strong affection for family, friends, or romantic partners. However, the problem with focusing on that feeling is that we ignore the choices and actions that are necessary for love to truly flourish. In some cases, uh, you know, this emphasizes on the feeling even causes us to overlook or excuse actions that are clearly devoid of love. Just, Just consider the fact that many people who are mistreated in relationships insist that they love their partners and their partners love them. I actually did write a blog post on this uh, last year. I I believe it's last year uh, on how people still continue to stay in abusive, abusive relationships. So you can read uh, if you're interested, learning more on on you know people who are mistreated in relationships yet they decide or insist that their partners love them and decide to stay in that relationship anyway back to the topic that we are at so you know uh, this idea that we are loved even when we are being hurt isn't only associated with romantic relationships we actually learn it as children um you would have seen, I have seen, you know, many parents discipline their children with physical punishment or shouting while still maintaining that they love them. Because of this, you know, children become adults who believe that, well, it's okay for those who claim to love them to mistreat them. I was actually uh, reading a book on this. Uh, it's called What is Love? Uh, so the, the, the author actually shared something, you know. Uh, if we want to truly know love, we need to understand it not just as a feeling, but also as a verb. The the author in the book suggests uh, a definition which is shared by many psychologists and 
uh, theorists uh, before her that love is the active nurturing of spiritual growth in ourselves and others. Well, that's in itself quite a deep statement. So, you know, when we think of love in this way, we start looking for acts of love that we can perform rather than relying only on feelings. And and hopefully we can create a society that's less tolerant of abuse and neglect in any kind of relationship. So this, you know, the, the base point of it is we need to change our definition of love. And but at the same time, you know, there's another thing that we see around us happening is our culture encourages dishonesty and celebrates materialism making it difficult for us to experience love. You know, imagine, uh, well, I, I'm sure a, a lot of us would have done that, people around us have done that. Uh, but just imagine, you know, you're creating an online dating profile. You have got a great picture next to all your interesting hobbies, and now you have to list your qualities. What are the chances that you will describe yourself as someone who lies, you know, uh, you're dishonest. Well, it's it's very slim, right? No one would ever do that. It's because we have been raised with the notion that lying is wrong. But strangely enough, when it comes to relationship, our society actually encourages men and women to lie to each other. And, you know, some may say that the society that we live in is patriarchal where men assign more power than women and are expected to be dominant, this dominance grants them ability to go against rules and norms without any regard for the consequences, which in turn, which in turn you know, actually encourages them to lie freely. And uh, the author actually mentioned uh, in her book, uh, uh, which which I quoted earlier, that is another thing where she actually said that, you know, men have often lied to her in attempts to hide their feelings and avoid confrontation and responsibility. So that is from a woman's perspective, you know, uh, of how uh, this patriarchal society has gotten men to behave in a certain way towards her. But at the same time, you know, patriarchy also leads women to lie. Instead of using dishonesty to gain power, women lie in order to be loved or to get what they want from men. Think of how often women are, uh, you know, basically encouraged to change their appearance so that they can be considered, quote, um, uh, unquote, is attractive. Or how some women dumb themselves down or pretend to be weaker than they are because they believe that being smart or independent will Im- intimidate potential partners. So, you know, I've actually seen that around me where women of high caliber, they have great knowledge, uh, a great view to life, but all of that is suppressed um, because if they were to be outspoken, confident, uh, show their uh, dominance towards life, uh, men will feel intimidated and and things turn sour. So, you know, and a lot of times um, in 
in society we will see um, mothers fathers you know actually uh, I'm, I'm actually coming from perspective of of you know uh, what I've seen around me um, being a Pakistani in that society a lot of time mothers actually would tell their daughters to you know uh, tone themselves down so uh, they do not come across as very uh, dominant uh, because their their husbands or potential husbands will not like that that actually kills the growth uh, within an individual so you know for, for both sexes uh, lies make it difficult to trust and when there is no trust it's hard to form a real connection that allows love to flourish and Another another way that our culture has made it harder for people to experience love is by encouraging greed and emphasizing the importance of material possessions. You know, the, the ideas of success and happiness propagated by the media tells us to consume and seek instant gratification constantly. We want more money, bigger houses, and the latest gadgets and we want them now. And, you know, if, if you see that uh, happening in your relationship or around you, unfortunately, this greed spills over into the relationships. You know, we end up treating people like objects, discarding them if they don't immediately uh, meet our needs, and then moving on to the next person. Love, which requires time and commitment, can't develop in this context. But, you know, like I've always said in my podcast, when there is uh, something bad, there is always a good news that follow up, follows up to this. So, you know, the, the good news is that it's possible to change our approach to life and as a result to relationships. So instead of always trying to acquire more and meet our own needs at the expense of others, we can learn to live simply by focusing on sharing resources and practicing compassion towards those around us. So, one way to, to you know, begin on this is uh, self-love. Understanding, you know, self-love and spirituality are the foundations for loving relationship with others and the wider world. You know, uh, there's a question um, that you may have heard, you know, or basically, you know, how many times have you heard that people need to love themselves first before they can love others? And this advice is repeated over and over again by well-meaning friends and families, psychologists and self-help books. And I've heard that a lot of time. And now when I look at it, you know, and... The truth is, they all have a point. When we love ourselves and nurture our own growth, we can then do the same for others. This sets the stage for positive relationships. However, you know, guys, self-love isn't something that we are born knowing how to do. We have to work to learn it. And the first step uh, I would like to share with you towards self-love is acknowledging any low self-esteem and negative feelings you might have about yourself and then recognizing how they came about um, 
it could be, you know, maybe you had a parent who was always judgmental or you grew up believing there was something wrong with your body. Whatever the issue, once you know the root of the negativity, you can start countering it with affection and self-care. And self-love isn't the only ingredient you need in order to experience loving relationships. You also need to learn how to extend care and affection to those around you. And one way to do this, uh, I would say, is by embracing spirituality. I am quite deep into spirituality, always you know, keen on exploring new domains of it, learning more about it. And uh, from what I have learned, you know, uh, or still I would say in the process of learning is that spirituality teaches that we are all connected by something larger than ourselves. Uh, for someone like me, I, I would say it's God. Or for someone else or yourself, it could be, it could be you know, simply a higher uh, consciousness. When we extend love to ourselves and others, we are honoring that connection. And honoring this connection to others put us in a better position to lead lives that are guided by the values of love. This means uh, prioritizing uh, nurturing encounters and relationships with everyone we meet and being courageous enough to connect our values with our actions. You know, think, think for example, uh, men who believe that domestic violence is wrong but who aren't willing to challenge the patriarchy that enables it as this would mean losing some of the rights and privileges that they enjoy under the system. I, would, I can only say that, uh, it, well, see, it happens when, you know, you're in the flow and then there's a thought that comes in. Uh, and I always try to, you know, do my podcast uh, without any breaks, trying to keep it candid. You know, I've just scribbled some notes and trying to connect the dots as I do this. Uh, it's genuinely just an attempt to discover a new perspective. Uh, and a lot of times I discover perspective uh, while recording uh, the podcast. Well, anyway, you know, back to the topic. Um, as I was saying, you know, um, men who actually believe that domestic violence is wrong, uh, but, but they are unwilling to challenge the patriarchy that enables it. Um, as this would mean that, you know, some of the rights and privileges that they enjoy under the system, they would end up losing them. Uh, I would say we can only create a more loving society if we are willing to accompany our loving and spiritual beliefs with actions. So, you know, in this segment of the podcast, I basically uh, touched on a few things. Uh, the first pointer was we need to change our definition of love. And, you know, unfortunately, our culture encourages dishonesty and celebrates materialism, making it difficult for us to experience love. And lastly, you know, I, I, I feel, uh, lastly for this segment, guys, well, there's another segment that's coming up. I, I have a few more points that I would like to share with you. Uh, but for this segment itself, the last point that I touched on was self-love and spirituality are the foundations for loving relationships with others and the wider world. So guys, 
stay tuned um, for the next segment where I will touch on a few more points on the topic that we're running today on this episode called What is Love? Alright guys, so now we are back with the next segment of this episode and you know the first point that I would actually be sharing with you is experiencing community in the form of family and friendships teaches us how to love. You know, so if you were asked to list the members of your family, where would you start and end? So I, I, I think most, most people just think of the nuclear family, meaning the parents and any siblings or spouse that they may have. This is because society tends to emphasize the nuclear family while ignoring extended family. You know, your grandparents, your aunts, uncles, uh, and the like. And who actually form a community that each of us is born into. And communities are a great ideal space to learn how to love. By disregarding the community of extended family, we lower the chances of children experiencing love. So, um, you know, for, for, for my case, um, actually, I've been in Singapore for the past 25 years. We moved to Singapore when I was four. Uh, my sister was two. Uh, but my parents made it a point that every year during our school holidays, uh, if not every year, every Two years, we would go back to Pakistan, spend about a good 30, 45 days, even two months. I remember there were times we spent two months in Pakistan. So we could still stay connected to our extended family. Uh, and, and the other thing, you know, in isolated nuclear families, women might start to depend only on their husbands, while children become totally dependent on their mothers. And... I have seen in some cases, I've heard of them. Uh, this is where, you know, a setting is created where abuse and neglect can occur unchecked. And expanding our idea of family to include extended kin makes it more likely that we will have other people to rely on for love and affection. Even if we don't receive uh, these in our nuclear families, so, uh, if you remember, you know, I was quoting uh, some of the things from a book that I read. And the author actually mentioned, uh, basically, growing up, she experienced uh, this situation. Although her household was dysfunctional and she was often shamed and humiliated. But having a nurturing grandfather gave her hope and showed her that families could be places of love so you know not all of us are lucky enough to have extended family members around and even if we do it's not always the case that our relationships with them are loving ones however this doesn't mean that we can't receive the nurturing benefits of community uh, if you look at it you know good friendships are another way that we can build community and experience love outside of our family homes and this also teaches us to respect each other and work through problems. So just a couple of days back, I was having a chat with my dad where I mentioned, you know, how lucky we have been, uh, although we have been away from our extended family here in Singapore, 
we managed to create a community of people, uh, of like-minded people, uh, which today we call it our own community. Uh, and and one one of the uh, good things that happened for us was we because in Singapore you do have to take a second language, uh, which is your mother tongue. So since uh, you know we we study Urdu, we couldn't take it in our mainstream schools. So on Saturdays we had to go to our language centers. So we actually uh, build a community around it where you know for our. Uh, festives for our different events that we have people that uh, basically uh, come from the Pakistan or Indian background they they able to form that community around themselves so uh, in the, in that way uh, even if you don't have your extended family near you you can create a community uh, in 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 the place that you're in a space for yourself so. That itself is also very important. And, and you know, take a moment to think about your closest friends, the ones you have known for years. Uh, you probably had your fair share of fights and disagreements, but you have learned how to work through them and return to a place of care and understanding. These relationships can guide you uh, on how to approach all other interactions with family members, romantic partners, or even new acquaintances and all of this can only happen if there's mutual growth through sharing communicating and honesty is at the core of love so you know say say you're having a coffee with a friend and the topic of relationships comes up you ask your friend what they want in a partner they describe how they'd like to be treated and outline what they had want in their partner to do for them well, well, you know, it makes sense to expect to get something in our relationships. We often focus on this and ignore another important component. The fact that we also have to give. It's not all about receiving. You have to give back as well. Um, and, you know, we all need to receive things like time, care, affection and attention. And when partners give to each other uh, generously so that both have their needs met, there is shared growth and nurturing in the relationship. And, you know, unfortunately, shared growth in relationships can be difficult in our society uh, because we have frequently thought that men and women have specific roles. Uh, and, and that... In, that doesn't work in today's world. You know, for, for us at home, uh, I've never seen a, a certain role is of, a, of my dad or my mom. And now it's the same thing with my wife. You know, for, for an example, I'm the one that makes breakfast and well, I'll be going to make breakfast right after this podcast. So it's never... Uh, because I, I, I have a full-time job, so I normally have my breakfast and then I get started with my work. I, I don't expect, or, or in a patriarchal uh, uh, society or setup, you would see, well, the man would expect the wife to get up and prepare the breakfast because he has work and, uh, and, and you know, she... she she has to get all that done. She may she may not be working full-time. Like in my case, my wife doesn't work full-time. Um, she and I are working on our own separate venture. 
uh, which we do in the evenings. But it still doesn't stop me from, you know, getting up, preparing breakfast for the both of us um, and then having breakfast together. So, and then she does the dishes. So, everything is divided. Or, you know, uh, when we're having dinner, I'll set up the dinner table and she will clear the dinner table. And it's not about uh, this is a male's role or female's role. Uh, my my dad, I I seen him cooking for the past couple of years. Since you know his work has been a little more slow, and now he is retired, he does the cooking. Uh, my wife and, and him are in the kitchen uh, uh, every couple of days, and they're cooking up some dish. So it's it's never it has never been about um, roles being divided uh, by gender, and you know blindly blindly going along with gender roles prevents both men and women from having loving relationships abandoning these ideas and choosing to learn how to love is an important step for us all and ironically one way past gender roles might be to embrace one of them uh, you know because women are raised to be caring giving and nurturing they can guide men towards love but this only works when men are willing to admit that they need to learn how to love and are able to prioritize their partner's needs in the same way that they prioritize their own. And, you know, believing that romantic love is not something we can control and that it should be easy creates unrealistic expectations. Uh, You know, when was the last time uh, you watched a rom-com or, or read um, a novel which had a romantic theme to it? Maybe a few weeks ago, a few years? Either way, you know, you're probably familiar with the standard storyline. Boy meets girl and then they fall in love and neither has any control over the situation. Uh, the idea that we don't choose who we love doesn't just exist in rom-coms and books. Many people expect their own romantic relationships to work that way. But accepting this lack of control stops us from being intentional in love. It prevents us from taking the time to figure out what we need in a partner and what we can offer that partner in return. So, you know, being selective in our romantic relationships gives us a better shot at choosing partners who are right for us and with whom we can grow. And believing that we have no choice when it comes to romantic partners isn't the only idea that's jumped out of the screen and into our lives. Um, A lot of people also search for the passion and ease of most romantic relationships depicted in the media. Mistaking those things for love and feeling uh, feeling disappointed when they don't last. Uh, You know, say two people meet and are instantly attracted to each other. The beginning of the relationship is effortless and filled with excitement. Eventually, they start really getting to know each other and are faced with imperfections and difficulties. Uh, Perhaps one partner has insecurities from the childhood or the other has trouble being open and communicating. But love should be easy, right? 
So rather than working through these issues, the pair abandoned the relationship and decide it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, this approach prevents love from developing. We can only experience true love if we see each other for who we really are and commit to doing the work of growing together, even when it's difficult and not like in the movies. Um, I always joke about, you know, uh, if, if you are from the subcontinent, uh, you probably would have watched Bollywood movies or, or you, you may have just watched Bollywood movies. They are uh, quite uh, a big uh, media industry uh, on their own. And I always joke that, you know, people today who watch Bollywood movies um, have been drilled so well that uh, to them, Bollywood movies about just guy, girl, meet, song and happy ending and there are never any issues. So when my wife and I met um, uh, initially, you know, it I, I told her that life is not a Bollywood movie. There will be ups and downs, but if we, if we see each other for who we really are and commit to doing the work of growing together, then this relationship will flourish and it will be beautiful. But if either one of us has an expectation that it's going to be like a Bollywood movie, everything is going to be easy, happy ending immediately, that's not how the real world works. So you have to stick together, put in the uh, efforts, have open communication, and then you will see start things working because abandoning a relationship is easy. But actually work on it and to make it succeed, it's where, you know, the, the real beauty lies. Where you come together and you grow uh, in each step of your life um, as, as a partner. Well, guys, you know, uh, this has been pretty much what I wanted to share in today's episode. And in this segment itself, I, sh- I touched on few points, you know, from experiencing community in the form and uh, in the form of family, our extended family and friendships teaches us how to love uh, and mutual growth through sharing, communicating and honesty is at the core of love. And, you know, believing that romantic love is not something we can control and that should be easy creates unrealistic expectations so guys you know i'll wait up for the last segment where i will conclude this episode with uh my key learning um while i was discovering this perspective uh and answering the question what is love and some actionable advice for you before we end today's episode so wait up
All right, guys. Now we are at the last segment where we conclude today's episode with a key message and some actionable advice for you. So the key message for you here uh, in this episode where I was trying to address what is love is having truly loving relationships is a matter of being willing to generously perform acts of kindness, compassion, respect, and nurturing for everyone, ourselves included. You know, when we do this, we not only improve our our interpersonal relationships, we also start building a society in which everyone is valued and cared for. So guys, you know, uh, as an actionable advice for all of you, including myself as a reminder, make an effort to build community wherever you are. You know, whenever you find yourself, uh, wherever you find yourself, uh, start extending kindness or greetings to strangers. Show appreciation to those around you. These small but important actions build bridges. And as such, they're first steps in connecting with others and building a community. Well, guys, um, that's it from me for this episode of the Discover New Perspectives podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode where I was speaking on love, trying to answer a question, what is love? So guys, if you liked this episode, you know, subscribe to my podcast, um, share it with your friends. And you know, if, if there is a key takeaway from this podcast, share it on your social media, tag me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Tag me, I go by the handle iumerkhan uh, 91 And I would personally like to thank you uh, for tuning in. And, you know, if you have some thoughts, you want to send in an audio um, message to me, you can go to anchor.fm backslash iumerkhan. You can actually send me an audio message, which I can put it up in my next episode. Uh, with that, you know, actually, I'd like to thank Anchor as well. Uh, it's all thanks to them that I'm able to create such uh, fun and interesting podcast. Uh, and then they help me distribute it around to everyone. And guys, if you're actually, you know, just the last thing, if you're actually interested in uh, understanding on how you can create better relationships in life, whether it's with your uh, family, your spouse, your relationship. Uh, the, the venture that my wife and I are doing, Two Souls, One Chai, just last week, this was our theme. Uh, it was a lot more expanded. Uh, it actually with a lot of actionable um, advice where, you know, we were discussing on fostering good relationships around you. So you can go to twosoulsonechai.com where we actually have a blog uh, post on improving your relationships uh, with your family, we did a YouTube video on how you can uh, foster better relationship with your uh, spouse. And lastly, uh, there was a podcast as well. We do have a podcast as well where we actually spoke about building a support system of friends. So if you're interested in this topic, definitely check that out. And you know what? That's it from me uh, tonight. Take care of yourself. Uh, I will see you again next Tuesday uh, on the iomerkhan.com backslash blog. Uh, 
uh, where I write every Tuesday. And once again, I will see you uh, next Thursday, same place, same time for another episode of this podcast where we discover new perspectives. Till then, take care of yourselves and good night.